What's up, everybody? It's Mark Munson, also known as Mark on the Move, and I'm here with David Gay, also David G underscore underscore photography. Two underscores. Two underscores, and we are going to talk about photography, hopefully. We'll see what happens. I'm hoping that we don't get off track. So you're going to have to forgive us. This is the first podcast. I really don't know what I'm doing. I just bought this microphone like two hours ago. David just showed up. I might buy him dinner. He might get lucky. I mean, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> burgers. We're going for burgers. It's a really good burger. Place but anyways, right here, so I'm down for that. So, David, let's start off. Yeah. When did you move to Colorado? When did you get into photography? Okay. So, originally I'm from uh, Kansas City, Missouri side, and I'm Missouri side. The, yes, the Missouri side, and uh, moved here about three years ago, a little over three years ago. Uh, my family, I, my parents, my sister, they've been out here for oh, 12, 13, 14 years. Uh, I wow. stayed back uh, for school, and I did some some music stuff in Kansas City, and it took me a while to pull the trigger on actually moving out to Colorado, um, even though I wanted to come out here for for forever. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of that. As far as photography goes, it's a pretty new endeavor. Started about a year ago, maybe a little bit over a year ago. So, dude, you're killing it. Oh, thanks, man. Killing it. Two K plus followers on Instagram, and I mean, dude, every picture you put out is fire. Well, thanks. I I appreciate it. You know, it's it's been a it's been a long road. You know, I work really hard uh, every day after work, just putting out content, trying to edit photos, planning out where I'm going to go to next. Uh, it's been really fun. So can't complain. I agree, man. Photography has definitely helped me out. I'm dropping a blog post here soon about how hiking like seven months ago saved me from like anxiety, all that kind of stuff. So I definitely can relate to that. Um, you recently went to Utah. I did. How was that? I know you were camping with your family, but you definitely yeah. got some it was some a, six shots from that, man. So it was awesome. I love I love Utah. Um, I try to go out at least once a year, at least to Moab. Uh, I got an uncle that lives in Canada, and him and his family come out to uh, do mountain biking uh, around the, the Jeep Week. And so we try to meet the up Jeep with them. Week. What's the Jeep yeah, Week? They got a Jeep Week. Everybody comes out with their Jeeps and their ATVs and nice wreak havoc. Uh, Wreaking havoc, nice. So it's really cool. So we try to get out there to see them, and I took an opportunity this year uh, to go out and take some shots in the morning. Canyonlands. Uh, yeah, Canyonlands and Arches. Nice. And then I drove around Castle Valley um, and did like a Milky Way shot out there. Um, yeah, that turned out sick. And that was the, the day I was on my way home, so I kind of camped out there, took the shot, Waited for sunrise, took the shot, and then I made my way back to Denver. So it was a quick trip, two days. Um, you really need definitely right? worth it, man. Yeah, but you need more time out there for sure. It's it's, it's there's so, so many sick so spots gorgeous. in Utah, dude. Oh yeah, I'm trying to go out there in like two weeks, but we're at ah oh, man. So that one spot that we were talking about, the have you heard of the Cosmic Ashtray? No. So it's like, I don't even know exactly what it is. It's just like, it basically looks like a pool. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's basically like a pool, like inside of this huge rock formation. And apparently it's off this road that like, you don't get service on it. So like, once you get there, if you don't know where you're at, like, it's hard to find because yeah. you can't like Google it or anything. So yeah, I don't know. I definitely, you told me to hit up Canyonlands. Arches is definitely on my list. Um... I think that 
would be a sick spot to shoot. Um, but yeah, I mean, like like you said, there's so many sick spots in Utah. It's like hard to choose if you're on like a weekend trip. I'm trying to go for like four days, like a Thursday to like a Sunday. Sure. And then, I mean, I guess make the most of it. Yeah, but. I mean, Moab's great because it's only about five hours from Denver, so it's it's really a reasonably quick trip mm-hmm. to get out there. Um, and yeah, Canyonlands Arches is great. Um, I highly recommend Canyonlands if you, if you have to go to one or the other. If you're on, you know, crunch for time. Uh, David's recommend Canyonlands. Canyonlands just offers some amazing, amazing views. Um, so that's that's usually my go-to. Um, Arches is also just really busy. Um, Where where's Bryce Canyon in relationship to all those places? I think that's all south, like South Utah. South Utah, which I've yet to go to Zion. Is that in? Yeah, Zion's yeah. in Utah. <laughs> Can't. Only, I never. Remember. There's too many spots. Canyon, us, us photographers. Yeah, Antelope Canyon. I've been there. That that place is sick. So that's another one. They're like all right on the border though. So like. I mean, it would be dope to, like, do, like, a Utah trip, hit all the spots in Utah, go down to, like, Arizona, and then, like, end at the Grand Canyon. That would be sick. Because, be like, awesome. when I went down to Arizona, I did Horseshoe Bend, Lower Antelope Canyon, and then I hit the Grand Canyon. But I was only for at the Grand Canyon for, like, two days, yeah. which, like, definitely wasn't enough. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean, I mean, we hiked a little bit, but it was, like, if you want to get all the way down to the canyon and, like, see, like what the Grand Canyon has to offer, like, fully, then you need, a, you need like, a week, oh, at yeah. least. <clears throat> to, do those, to do those hikes, you know, I think you need a permit. It takes quite a bit of planning. Yeah. I've yet to do the Grand Canyon, really. I've been there, obviously. I've, I've you know, done the overlooks and stuff, but never really explored or hiked or done anything. So yeah, that's basically what I do. Definitely just on my list. Overlooks. Um, that's one thing I love about Canyonlands, though, is it's, it's kind of like, it's almost as beautiful, if not more beautiful than the Grand Canyon, dare I say. <laughs> dare I say that's, it? That's my opinion. Sorry, Grand Canyon lovers. No, Grand Canyon is great too, but uh, definitely just, sick. I really, really enjoy Canyonlands, especially if you can get the right lighting and everything works out in your favor. It's, it's stunning. Um, the two previous trips I went to, even before I was into photography and looking to take pictures, was always just the daytime was either just perfect blue skies or completely overcast. Last year I went to try to take some pictures. And that was, it was completely overcast. So that wasn't nearly as cool of an experience as uh, I got two weekends ago um, when I woke up to that ridiculous sunrise. So, you know. Yeah, that was, dude. Can't win them all, but definitely the, worth it. The, the goat, man. That's why, that's why I called David the goat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about all that. Touch on, on your blue sky comment. For a photographer, when you get like a perfect blue sky how do you compensate for that because that's like half the composition so as a photographer like what do you do if you have a perfectly blue sky photoshop i stay home i stay home that's uh, a good answer no no. that's a good answer uh i used to just it just wasn't worth it but there's definitely stuff you can find uh if the sky's not interesting you know get more into details zoom into stuff uh point down try to get some cool foreground elements um, yeah, what that... I like to do, cause I'm a sucker for cool trees is if I can get kind of underneath the cool tree and get the branches kind of framing upwards, blocking the sky so that it kind of forces some cool stuff on the top of your frame. Um, if you're doing sunset or sunrise, wait for the sun to either get behind something like a branch or behind the horizon and you'll get that awesome star, you know, sunburst that yeah. pops through. Um, and that can really just 
take the attention away from the boring sky. So you just kind of get a little creative, but there's lots of opportunity no matter what the conditions and what the lighting is. Um, I obviously prefer to shoot with some cool clouds and some some color, but of course, um, so we go for. So sometimes you're in a place that's just really beautiful, or you're traveling and you just want to document it, and you know you can't plan around the weather. Uh, I mean, well, you kind of can, but <laughs> not fully if you're somewhat far away. Exactly. So you just got to shoot what you can and make the best of it. So get creative. Um, that's really it. Dope. So I am a Sony guy. You uh, yeah. are a Nikon guy. I, I, Sure, sure, you can say that. Uh, I'm a Nikon guy because I have a Nikon. Well, okay, what what attracted you to buying your first Nikon? Or did you just like, was it like a hand-me-down? No, it wasn't a hand-me-down. Uh, I'm not super big on gear and, and the technical stuff like that. Um, I did a little research and I talked to some friends that were into photography, some of the guys I work with. Um, and most of them shot with a Nikon. And I was looking for just... An entry level, nothing crazy. Um, you so started with the D. The D5500 is what I found, and my my coworker had I think it was like the 5300 or something, and he really liked it, and he said it was you know good on the wallet. So I started For looking sure. at that, and then I found the D5500, which was I guess the newer model, and I found a really good package deal on Amazon, and so I just. I just click the button and purchase it. Amazon coming in clutch it. as always. Yeah, I mean it's great because it comes with it came with like a bag and a cheap tripod and nice a remote and cards and all that fun wow. stuff. So I just went with it That's and sick. you know I got familiar with it and I liked what it was producing and some of the guys that I you know the photography that I really love the photographers that I follow a lot of them shot with an icon so it kind of was just ingrained in my yeah, brain. Totally. So, when I moved on to the full frame camera just recently to the D810, I mean that was just something I had my eye on for a while, and uh, once I get something stuck in my head, it's just kind of totally know, man. That's, that's what I'm going for. So that's what I went with. It's a heavy, ridiculously crazy beast, but I love it. it it's got an amazing sensor and just takes really amazing shots. So no complaints. But uh, you know, there's no particular reason. It's just kind of what I fell on for when sure I first started uh, my research so why Sony I feel that man oh why Sony um obviously like as a photographer we have to hike pretty far to like take the shots that we want so I mean I was looking for something I actually started my mom gave me a hand-me-down she bought like a super expensive it was the d90 but it was like mm-hmm. nine years old or probably like when she gave it to me it was like six years old so I was like okay thanks mom like I'll take this because yeah, I was because I'm a graphic design major, but for I think it was just in like an elective class I took fundamentals of photography, mm-hmm. and my teacher was like, either you're gonna use your own camera or every week you have to go rent one out from like our school, and I was like, well that sounds like a hassle and sure. just a pain because you have to fill out all these forms and everything. I just didn't want to do that, so I was like, hey mom, can I like use your camera? So she gave me the D90 and. I mean, she had some pretty decent lenses for it and stuff, but I mean, I love the shots that I took with it and it's sitting right over there. I mean, but as of right now, it's, it's, uh, it's broken. Cause like when you look through the viewfinder, it doesn't have the, um, like the viewfinder information. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell like what you're exposing for. So I got to bring that in to get it fixed. But, um, I switched to Sony because like you said, the photographers that like I was into at the time, they were like all shooting Sony and like preaching about it. Um, I'd done some previous research and 
I just know that like it's a super light camera and for hiking and stuff with like all the gear if I'm like backpacking ever it just yeah. it the weight definitely um definitely I just can't be hiking with like a super heavy camera because it's like around your neck and even if I'm hiking like a 10 mile hike even the Sony like if I have it around my neck the whole time dude like it it oh, hurts yeah. it hurts just the small hikes with that D10 is oh my I'm God. not looking forward to my big backpacking trips this summer but I don't really care uh, I'm a pretty light packer gotta build that neck muscle there. up man what's that gotta build that neck muscle know, right? up I've been going to the gym goosenecking people look at me weird when <laughs> just moves just, but... just doing neck curls with your yeah. camera that's how you, that's how you gotta get ready for for the summer. <laughs> Gotta get ready for summer. Uh, but yeah, I pack super light. I have all ultra light gear. Um, the whole goal was to like get a really nice ultra light setup, tent, uh, you know, whatever else you pack when you go hiking, obviously. Uh, you know, I got a really light sleeping bag and pad and all that. So having that extra weight for the camera isn't going to be too bad. It's going to put me right back to yeah. where I was normally. What trips you got planned for the summer? Deal, but. Uh, I haven't really thought that far out as far as local or, or within Colorado. I definitely want to hit the south way more. Um, oh, yeah. I Ice Lake Basin, baby. Yeah. I, I did that last year. Lost all of my photos. Oh, um, God. You got to go back. So We're going back. Which is totally fine. Um, that just makes it... Yeah, yeah it just gives me another reason to go back out there. But exactly. not only that, it's just absolutely incredible. I've, I've traveled to a few places. It's like a different world out there, it's, man. It's, it's one of the most beautiful spots I've ever been to. There's so much to explore, and it's just kind of... you know, It's like the real Wild West out there. Um, gorgeous mountains. Uh, the real Wild it's, West. It's really... It's lush. It's, it's gorgeous. So I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time down there. Uh, hopefully a couple trips out to Utah. I'm going to probably go back to Moab. Now's a really good time. Fall and early spring. It's it's not too hot yet. It's not too busy. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the shoulder season here. Everything's still kind of dead and brown and gross. Oh, tell so me about it. It's a really good spot to go. That's not that's not too far away. So that's on the list. Uh, as far as trips outside of Colorado, I'll be visiting my buddy this weekend um in california we'll do a little bit of shooting he uh just started getting into photography so that'll be really fun um, did you just buy your ticket to like switzerland or iceland yeah, or so something like that that's gonna be in september Ooh! Um, for like three weeks gonna do it's basically from here to geneva but i'm taking a week a stopover with iceland there and staying in iceland for a week Dude, um, that sounds probably gonna hit the awesome. south rim uh hopefully i can get a little bit into the highlands area depending on what vehicle i rent i'm so I unfamiliar with that so i, I yeah don't, I don't know what you're talking about so but I've it been, sounds amazing i've been i've been to iceland twice once in the fall once in early spring both times it was really rainy really cloudy really wet a lot of the roads that can take you to that area are closed um just because there's so much you know, run off in the spring and it's just, just really gross. And I had a really cheap little Kia car. Wasn't going to make it. So I'm going to plan a little bit better this time so I can get out there. It's, it's, I've seen pictures. It looks absolutely incredible. I wish I could pronounce the, the, the name of the spot. Um, I wouldn't even take a I don't know. <laughs> that sounds pretty close. Uh, super, super beautiful from what I've seen. And it's, yeah, definitely on my hit list as well as uh, redoing the, the Southern coast, which I find to be just extraordinary. Um, just otherworldly. Um, yeah, and then after that, going to Switzerland. Um, not sure exactly what my plans are there, but I do plan a week. I'm planning a week in Switzerland and a week down in Italy uh, in the Dolomites. Wow. Which I've yet to go to, but... That's the spot. Just absolutely. just looks amazing. So that is the that's spot. my plan. How it's going to turn out, 
who knows but uh that's what that's what i'm gonna do yeah i feel like once you're like my big trip i feel like once you're scrambling around like a a foreign country like that things can get kind of hectic yeah i'm I'm fairly so it'll be summer down there still right yeah yeah it's it's gonna be towards the end of the summer so it should be less busy um it's kind of a you know beginning of the off season but still close enough that i think the weather's gonna be nice um this should be nice and green and hopefully some flowers so how much was that plane ticket it's not bad through iceland air i want to say i spent maybe six to eight hundred i can't oh, remember wow. exactly um dude that's not bad at all and I'm, I'm i'm pretty cheap so i'll be sleeping in my car most of the time it's the way to do it man adventure i've trained my stomach to live off gas station food and wow you know i just How's the is the gas station food better in Iceland? <laughs> better in Switzerland? I wouldn't say that. No, uh, they have some pretty bomb sandwiches though. They get me through the day. That's I all bet. that really matters. I bet, man, because um, food food in Iceland is ridiculously expensive, and a lot of the hotels are really expensive. I, I can imagine, imagine, especially especially in that summertime, end of summer, when it's like super touristy. Yeah, in the fall it's not bad. Um, I usually stick to hostels. If I sleep in my car, great. That's the plan. If it, if the weather's getting crazy or I need to actually just get in the yeah. bed, shower, whatever, I'll usually find a hostel. And in the off season, you can find some for super cheap. I don't know what it's going to be like in September, uh, but I'm hoping the weather will cooperate enough that sleeping in my car, obviously I'll bring the tent so I can always camp. But in my previous experiences, it's super super windy, so um, it's tough to find a place to pitch a tent. But We'll see what happens. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be my first real Pitching long trip tent. that's basically dedicated to photography. Um, so that's going to be great. And then uh, everything else, I mean, it's just going to be stuff I randomly plan on weekends when I've got time. That's the beautiful thing about living in Colorado. You can, you know, there's hiking and backpacking everywhere. So everywhere in our backyard, man. There, there's tons of stuff to do uh, while I'm not going out of state. So. Yeah. That's, that's that's that. That's pretty much my plan in a nutshell. It's not well planned out. <laughs> that's how I roll these days. It sounds like I mean, dude, that sounds like it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I sure hope so. You better come back with some fire. I, I I plan on seeing those pictures. I, I plan on editing them for you. <laughs> Just for you though. Yeah, we'll see. With your with your twelve hour editing process. It's not twelve. It's like it's like full four. Anywhere from two to four, depending on my mood. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a, what, if I'm lazy, yeah, or you know, it depends what the the photos trying to speak to me. For sure, for sure. Tell me, I guess. So, um, what about you? What do you got planned, dude? Uh, always, you know, so I got three months, three months left to school. Yeah, in in Colorado as of right now. Um, so yeah, I got three awesome. months of school left. I'm graduating in June. Congrats, hopefully. And then, congrats. I mean, I'm hoping to get a van, man. I've been talking about van life for a while now. Down by the so. river. Down by the river. My oh, parents yes. are stoked on that, dude. I get so much shit. It's ridiculous. Like, my brother, like, I mean, they're all pretty supportive about it. But, like, when I talk about it, they're like, I mean. Sometimes you, you can just ima- gotta do it. Because, like, my parents are very, like, my whole family is very business oriented. And they're, like, I wouldn't say, like, stuck in their ways. Like, me moving out here and, like, me always being in the mountains. I guess that's, like, kind of put them in, like, a different mindset about, like. Yeah. I don't know. I they're they're pretty stuck in their way. So like when I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna graduate, say fuck the nine to five life, and get a van," they were like, "What? 
Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, I don't blame them, but at the but, same time, it's like, now's the time to do it. Exactly. Like, so, for me, like, my thought process on that is, like, if I'm going to take the leap of faith, I'd rather do it now. Yeah. And, like, if I do fail, which won't happen, people... I like that attitude. Won't happen. Um... Cause I see like, I see it as like, if I get a van and I can document like almost every day of my life, whether it's like either taking pictures of where I'm at, vlogging about it, making a podcast about it. Not that I could like bring this gigantic microphone everywhere and like plug it in and like make everything happen. I mean, I could create a little station. That would be cool. Van life episodes. And like, there we go. But like, I, I mean, I feel like I'm a decent content creator right now, but like if I had that if I had a van and I could be like exploring all the time and doing that stuff, even if it is just in Colorado, because I mean, there's so many, pla- like we were talking about Southwestern Colorado, there's so many places there I want to hit. Um, I mean, yeah, like there's like hot springs I want to hit and I'm sure there's like a bunch of random spots. It that- definitely makes it harder when you're spending Monday through Friday stuck in Denver and you have s- such limited time to work like on weekends. So if exactly. You're out, if you're out and about in your van and that's what you're doing exclusively, it's it's exactly going to provide you a lot more content to work with and put you in situations where you can capture, you know, more things. So exactly. I mean, it's, and I mean, it's like, yeah, my, my parents aren't stoked on it. Like, my dad's pretty like, he's like, no. But I mean, my mom's kind of, like my mom always supports me. She'll support me with that whatever I do. My brother doesn't care i mean he's my brother so he's just like do you like but yeah i mean my mom always supports me so that's cool to have like her support um but yeah i just feel like it would be like people are interested in that lifestyle because some people are like envious of it like people well yeah they kind of can live vicariously through you exactly they can't do it and it gives them a chance to somewhat experience that or see see the world that they might not otherwise be able to exactly I mean, that's and it's not like they can't do it. It's just like some people are like almost like too scared or like just timid to take that like leap of faith because they don't yeah, know. For sure. Like, I I mean, I haven't been like living off my freelance design because I mean, I've been doing like logos for people. I'll do like advertisements like here and there for like random people. But I mean, photography as of right now is not sustaining anything. Sure. Like I'm not selling prints or anything. Basically, like what I'm trying to do is like put out free content for people, provide people value show people like the hikes I'm going on, like stuff like that. And then I hope like eventually they'll see, I mean, I don't know. Even if you're just inspiring someone to be like, I want to do that too. Exactly. Maybe I need to get the heck off this couch and go do something. Exactly. Like that, that's huge. That's, that's a a wonderful thing. If I can like touch like one or two people, like get them out, like hiking more or like maybe get them to like pick up a camera or something. Because like I only started photography, like, Oh, it was like seven months ago, I think. End of, I think early October. I was like, I want to go shoot the stars, yeah, like super. And then I posted on Facebook. Not I was like, long at all. So. I was like, is anybody interested in going to shoot astrophotography? And one of my buddies, shout out Scott Bowen, um, he was like, dude, let's go do it. So we went, and the first time we shot, like we both, dude, the settings, like our settings on our cameras were way off. We both like set up. We were pretty sure we were shooting in the direction of the Milky Way. Like we really didn't know. Yeah, we didn't have like, we didn't, right. didn't have photo pills or anything. But like we both started like firing off a couple shots, and then we like looked at our LCD and we were like we were like it was like all black, and we were we both looked at each other and we were forget to take the lens cap off. <laughs> no, the lens cap was off, but our just our settings were. I mean, it was our first time. Sure, yeah, been there. Trust me. So like. 
literally all of our pictures were almost just black and we were like no dude it's cool like post-production photoshop we'll make it happen you know what i mean we'll bring up the highlights bring up those shadows and see what happens and we got home and it was uh it was very very poor results i'm sure yeah so we both watched a couple tutorials and then we went back out to like echo lake and that's where we had our settings right and we made it happen that time but all a long learning process. Oh my god! Tell me about failure it. Failure and then some success in between. <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing for landscape photographers is like half the time you'll go to a location, and I mean I don't know if this happens for you ever. Maybe I just attract it to myself, but I feel like I go to some spots, and like half the time either the weather sucks. Maybe it's just because it's winter in Colorado. But either like it's like super windy, and I I am not a fan of wind. No, wind sucks. Wind is the devil, man. I mean, it can be cool, I guess, depending the conditions. Like, you know, if it's really really snowy, and it's just blowing snow tornadoes everywhere, that could be cool. I guess. <laughs> I guess that could be cool if you're I mean, if you're into snow tornadoes. I mean, I think that'd be pretty rad. I think that'd be cool to shoot. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, like the weather. The weather is definitely. It's a huge factor for our us. Our enemy and also our best friend because it can bring in some amazing storms, some awesome clouds. Some sweet um, skies, yeah, that's for it's, sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a love-hate. It's part of the weather. It's is a part of the journey, I guess. But yeah, it is a bummer when, you're, when you plan something out and you've only got this weekend that you can go do it and it turns out just crappy. Yeah, like I probably, for whatever reason. I just posted so. a vlog about my epic fail at the paint mines. I was going to use my Mavic for the first time and... I saw the, the when you guys were driving out there, and it's just fog and just complete it was stupid. Uh, yeah, it was so that was like just one like super low lying cloud. Like when you went east of the springs, it was just like one super low lying cloud. So we like drove through that, got to the paint mines. It was like sunny or whatever. But I realized like right when I got there, I forgot my jacket, and it was like twenty nine degrees. Mm. So that sucked because like when I was leaving my apartment, I just had like a handful of like donuts and like coffee and well, at shit. Least you had the donuts and coffee. <laughs> Seriously. Like, oh, no. I had my priorities straight for sure. But yeah, so I got there. I forgot my jacket. It was freezing and it was like far too windy for me, like a rookie drone pilot pilot to like set off my Mavic in the air. I was just not going to do that. Yeah. Cause like they had a 99% chance of like just hitting a rock and, <laughs> and I didn't have insurance. So I took care of that this week. I got insurance on my drone. So Good. I'm either trying to go fly out this weekend. I don't know. Yeah, I don't we'll know. See, we'll see the weather. That's something I would love to get into is, is drones. I feel like a lot of people on Instagram aren't posting drone shots. They are? No. I feel like that's like something I don't see. Well, I mean, at least for like Colorado, that's something I don't see that often. That's because it's like illegal everywhere, it seems like. That is true. I don't know. I don't know much about all the regulations and where you can and can't fly. So, so I, like yeah, Everywhere I, I go, especially if it's any like park related and there's like amazing amazing views it's like no drones state parks no for drones sure drones. state parks you oh. can't like take off from a state park but you can fly over a state park at least from my understanding so like if you're outside of the state park because i mean most drones can go up to like i think it's like two like i mean don't quote me on this but like two miles away it might be farther yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know either don't know. but um so yeah i i mean yeah, there's definitely like a lot of regulations with drones. So I, I mean, but there's also I know there's also like a lot of loopholes. Sure. So you can work around it, but I mean, I'm just trying to decide if the besides it's the worth fact. the investment, I guess. Um, but it would be it would be really. Dude, awesome. drone photography pays extremely like high amounts. Yeah. Like I was talking to one of my teachers, 
and she had to buy 10, 10 drone pictures, three thousand dollars. Jeez. Yeah, buddy. Oh man, that's that's money right there. Talk about selling prints. I'd rather sell drone shots. Yeah. <laughs> or drone footage. Not a bad gig. Drone sure. footage. That's what I'm trying to get into. It looks but. so awesome and you can get such cool perspectives, you know. Dude, sick. Like you're flying and that's, that's. Like you're flying. Super awesome. All right. So I want to ask you who on Instagram are your favorite photographers that you look up to uh, or, or that you get inspiration from? Man, there's so many. Max okay. Rod, Max Rod. Well, yeah, I, he was actually the first person that I really, when I started getting into photography, so let's just start there, I guess. Uh, my first trip to Iceland, what was it, like last, it was like a year and a half, give or take. Just had my cell phone, thought it was an amazing place, just was snapping pictures left and right on my phone, got home and was playing on Snapseed. Editing photos. Snapseed. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was I was trying to just create these really beautiful pictures with what I had. And that's when I realized that I really, really enjoyed that process. I enjoyed taking the pictures, but I really, really enjoyed processing the picture. And uh, what does that say? <laughs> this is an Instagram story. Instagram story. So yeah, so I really enjoyed that, uh, that aspect of the processing and like revisiting that picture and spending quality time with it, you know, digging deep into all the details and it really makes you appreciate it way more. So totally <clears throat> that was the beginning of that. And I just said, okay, I need to get a real camera. And I was starting to browse Instagram because I had a personal account with a bunch of trash on it. Obviously. Um, Those sick iPhone shots. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have an iPhone, <laughs> but uh, no, it's just like food shots and random stupid food stuff. porn. But uh, yeah, so I started going and, and looking at uh, photographers, uh, landscape photography, because that's what really interests me. Because um, it's really, for me, it's more about, it's about the hiking and the camping and the adventure. Totally. And then the photography is kind of like, it, it, it comes along with that. It comes along with it. It supplements that. Yep. Um, so came across Max. And I was just completely blown away with the shots he was getting and the lights and the way he was processing his image, um, just really drawing you in, making it look really almost three-dimensional, um, lots of separation. Your photos just, definitely do that, man. It was really, just really beautiful. And then that kind of spiraled into a bunch of other photographers, but he would definitely be my number one inspiration. Um, guys like Eli Licardi, um, who I actually purchased the, some of his tutorials from uh, f-stoppers to kind of start learning because i had no idea i have no formal training no anything so it was like okay i gotta learn how to self-made baby do some stuff and i thought not only is he an amazing photographer and I, and I really like his images and his processing as well but his teaching style is phenomenal like his tutorials are great and he does an amazing job of explaining things dumbing things down um entertaining you at the same time yeah, that's so he was another really big inspiration um Man, there's 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 a ton. There, there really are a ton. Uh, Shane Bloom is really awesome. Uh, Daniel Corden uh, is amazing as well. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then there's people from around Colorado, Jay Scud, and a bunch of other people that just yeah. put out amazing work. Jay's got some. Good stuff. I'm always discovering new people. Um, Hit that explore page, man. And that's that's it keeps you keeps you hungry and keeps you pushing your limits. Definitely. You know? So. I can definitely say after starting the group of all our photographers, I've learned more in how long have we had this going for? Two? A uh, couple months now. A couple months, three months. I've learned more now than 
I mean, like you guys have exposed me to things that like I didn't even know mattered. Yeah. Like no, different techniques, just like everything. And it's just good to like bounce ideas off different people, go shoot with people, learn from other photographers. Just definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can never have too many, too many things in your toolkit. No. So it's always good to keep learning and yeah. take little bits and pieces from, from all those different things and, and make them your own. And that's, that's really, what's really important. I think is really just do what, what you enjoy and, and put it together the way you envision it. Um, and then, you know, you take the, you take the tips and tricks from other people and adapt them to make your, your own style. And, yeah. And that's kind of how people learn. They just keep building, you just keep building new processes and, find that inspiration so yeah totally man um should we talk about instagram hashtags the the hashtag use what about what about instagram dude instagram the killer the killer uh i mean as much hate as they get i mean instagram is is no we we can't talk shit about instagram because that's one of my obviously i mean i have my largest following on instagram i think you could say the same my Facebook page is lacking, to say the least. I mean, that's what it's, or, yeah, Instagram was, was built on, just sharing. Photo base. Sharing photos, and then it, it kind of became sharing lifestyles and sharing everyday things, sharing food, sharing whatever. But photography was the, the main thing for it, and it's still still like that to this day. It's a great way to get your name out, um, and they got their hashtag game on point. I mean, but all the other social media is using it, but the nowhere near as powerful as totally. Instagram. Um, so you got to play those pretty smart. How do you find like to get people to view your images through hashtags? I know like I, I myself just to like build my following, like I'll, I'll pick a hashtag, scroll down it and just like and comment on people's, I mean, obviously I'm liking and commenting on images that I'm interested in. Sure. And it's just cool to see other people, like what other people are doing. Like, how they go about getting their images, like the perspectives that they have. And I mean, like even like reading like other people's captions, just like getting a piece of their mind, like while getting like a piece of their world. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like even through that, just like scrolling through hashtags, like I've made like pretty good connections. Yeah, for sure. Which is, I mean, I value that a lot just because I think, I mean, I don't know if this is, I mean, I think it's like who more who who you know than what you know, but I mean, I think it's fifty fifty. It's a fifty fifty balance, because if you know the right person, they can plug you into someone. Might be like forty, sixty, thirty, seventy for you. Who you know? No, just <laughs> in general, that seems to be the rule. Oh, for sure, life. for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, who you know can only take no, you so d- far. Yeah, you totally. Know, if, if you don't, I agree. Have anything to back it up, I guess. Um, Gotta have some skill. But yeah, I mean it's. That's the one bad thing is it's it's very the market is very saturated. There's tons of photographers. If you've got the money to get a really good camera and you put a little bit of time into it, you can create some some pretty good images. Um, so how do you set yourself so, apart from this this saturated Instagram market? I don't know. I think I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think you do a pretty good job, man. I mean, I mean, you just try to find your own style and and create a a brand for yourself, create something that when people see your photos, they recognize that it's you. They have a pretty good idea of who it is. Oh shit. It's, it's David G. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, if I see, I mean, we're obviously, we've become pretty good friends over the past two months. So yeah. 
I mean, and shit, I didn't even know who you were until I was like, damn, this kid's putting out heat. <laughs> Hit you up. And now look at us making a fucking podcast. Making a podcast. About nothing. Trying to. Trying to. Is it successful? We don't know. What until we listen to it. Shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Instagram, that's definitely helped me. And I mean, I think I've connected with more people through that than anything else. And I've definitely learned a lot from that platform. Yeah, for sure. People want to help others. And people... Some. Well, yeah, some. There's some people that keep their information to themselves. And it's just like... And I, I get that to an extent, of course. But I mean, when people reach out to me, if they have any questions, like I like to offer help and insight and i i hope that when i reach out to people that they do will do the same they do the same totally not like i'm trying to steal anything i'm just it's a a good way to network and especially if it's a local person because then maybe you guys may want to collaborate together or shooting together and that's a whole new experience and that's also really fun and that's when you can really learn a lot about the process and, and you know what you're doing right what you're doing wrong or what you could do to improve um so you know it's 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 a great place to network, um, which I should do more of. Uh, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I try to, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. It's, busy, it's time busy, consuming. Busy life. Busy time life. Consuming. You know, I work 40 hours a week. So, and then I go home and it's like, got to edit or else got to clean the house. I got to eat. I got to sleep. That eating thing, man, that'll get you. I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. Dude, I honestly, like, I, I will get upset if I'm, like, deep in editing or, like, doing something productive and I'm like, oh, my God, it's time to make dinner. And I have to take, like, 45 minutes out of my day to, like, make myself food. I find myself I just try to, like, like dude, I, I, got, I got stuff to do, man. Just meal prep. Sunday, meal prep. It's just that's meal what, prep. I should get in. I always that. tell myself that and then I just don't. So I end up going to some crappy fast food place or Chipotle and, you know, because it's like nine o'clock and I'm like, crap, I got to eat something. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to do better about cooking at home and like planning something out. But I'm also just fixated on, on getting home and working, you know, so it's totally. tough. It's tough to do that. Uh, but there's always a way to balance it out. So you just got to figure out what works for you balance man life's about balance all the time that's that's how i roll it's my mantra all the time well we are nearing 40 minutes so i think we should what? we should wrap this up already i'm just getting warmed up 40 minutes uh, what do you what do you, you got some shit to talk about man spit it at me no, I <laughs> spit it at me right. i think it's time to go we're, we're ending on a good note because we're talking about food and it's time for us to go get food because it's dinner and i'm pretty fucking hungry uh cool well it was it was good. This was fun. This was good, dude. We I should think. do it again. We should do it again. It might, longer. it might be better next time. It probably will be better. And maybe if anyone's listening. Uh, if there is anyone listening. Throw down some questions that you'd like to learn Oh, about. oh, I got, I got one for you. Oh, this, this is a good way to sign off. That better be good. We're going to have anyone that is listening, we're going to have them answer this. I don't know how many listeners we're going to have, but even if it's two people, maybe they'll answer your question. Throw out a question either about photography, life hiking adventures what do you want to ask the people me you you are you're the guest here man i'm the host i'm the host of this epic podcast people should ask me a question all right i'm on the spot no i'm just kidding Um, i mean we can do that too if people want to ask like all right people if you want to ask david a question throw it in i don't even know if there's going to be a comment section because we don't really know how i'm going to post this yet it's probably going to go on iTunes, 
I might start a Spotify. Just have them hit you up on your Facebook or DM your Instagram or something. All right, fine. All right, fine. All right, if you guys got any questions. Write them a, a ma- mail and stamp it. <laughs> right. Dude, no, snail mail. Have you ever dealt with, with the post office, man? It's not. They're slow. They are slow. Snail mail. Um, All right, just throw out. I, I still think you should throw out a question. A question, just a just general a question. general question about anything. Oh my goodness! What you people? So like, it could even be about time travel. <laughs> just, oh boy, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Or religion? No, that's that's not happening. That's a anything. I'll keep keep it about photography. This is what the podcast is about. Yeah, totally. Um, I guess if it's local Colorado people, what are your favorite spots to shoot? And why? It's a pretty basic bitch question. <laughs> That's a good question. I like to. I give that to a, learn about new. I give places. that. A, I'll give that a seven out of ten. Get creative though, like something cool, not just like uh, Garden of the Gods. Don't tell us to go shoot Garden of the Gods. I've been there forty-five times in the past place, three like, days. I wonder if there's some really cool places that people don't go to often that aren't filled with people and other photographers. Spots that aren't over-visited, people. We don't want the touristy spots. That way I can go there. <laughs> and then and ruin your special spot. You ruin your special spot yeah. and take a better picture than you will ever yeah, take. right. Go. All right, man. Well, I think I think, I think, think that's it. All right. Is this the first podcast? We just finished the first podcast, dude. Woo! Stoked. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. If you are listening... Um, if there is a comment section, wherever this may be posted, post some comments of what you guys thought. And if you think we should do it again, signing off, Mark on the move. Peace out. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the very first podcast. Come back each week for a new one and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Mark on the Move.